Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. It is day 213 since we came back on the air. The only news today comes to us from the lighthouse. Jennifer told us that Mercutio encountered his first hermit crab. All they can figure is that they became best friends because they played together for the whole rest of the day. I miss that little kitty. It was such a fun little ball of fluff. For today's broadcast, I am reading a story from Rachel, who lives in the Deerfield community with her two kids. Like many of the stories we've been getting, this story is about the very beginning. She writes, The very first zombie that I saw was a little girl. She was eight years old. We lived in a safe neighborhood. Our subdivision had nice houses with nice families. It was usually quiet, save for the voices of kids playing in the front yards. My kids had lemonade stands in the summer and shoveled snow for the neighbors in the winter. They walked to school with their neighborhood friends. All of that normal was gone when I saw that first zombie. She was moving down the street slowly, half dragging her left foot. She was wearing a yellow dress with daisies on it. My daughter had the same dress. The previous day, when the word went out to shelter in place, we took to our basement. Sometime on that second day, when there had been no word that the lockdown was lifted, I ventured upstairs. I wanted to get food, water, and some board games, but I also wanted to take a look around. As I peered out the front window, I saw her. She was the only movement up or down our street. There was no wind even rustling the leaves. I didn't know what I was looking at at first. There had been wild talk about a zombie invasion somewhere, but like most people, I thought that it was ridiculous. We didn't know what the call to shelter in place was about. There didn't seem to be any severe weather in the area, but who knows, right? Sometimes these storms can come suddenly. So I watched her. She was moving down the very middle of the street, very slowly, with that foot-dragging limp. I knew this little girl. Before she became a zombie, her name was Emma. Emma was a very energetic, lovely little thing that lived on the far end of our street. She had two older brothers who were 15 and 17. Those boys tried to act tough. They rode skateboards and had been caught skipping school to smoke cigarettes. But all in all were good kids. Emma was their weakness. They had been in love with their little sister since the day she was born. By the way she was moving, it was evident that something was wrong. That little girl, when she was alive, would have been skipping down the sidewalk, or running, or galloping, or anything but that slow limp. Never in her life would Emma move like that. So I watched. I stood there, peering out of the window as she moved closer. When she was as close as my next-door neighbors, I could see how messed up her face was. I could see the blood down the side of her dress. And then there were her eyes. There is no mistaking a zombie's eyes. When she was alive, Emma had soft brown eyes. Big eyes with long eyelashes and an ever-present grin, which had lately been sporting some gaps from lost teeth. Those eyes were scary. They were lifeless, but also not entirely dead. 
In fact, they almost looked like they were a glowing yellowish gold and heavily bloodshot. Those were not Emma's eyes. Emma was a darling child when she was alive. The whole neighborhood knew her. She had a bike she would ride all the time that had pink and white streamers on the handlebars. She sold Girl Scout cookies every year. She drew pictures on the sidewalk with chalk. She loved ice cream. By the time she was in front of my house, I could see the bite mark on her arm. Then it all clicked. It all made sense. Zombies were real. And suddenly, this sweet little girl, this shining light in the world, this beacon that everyone adored and would do anything for was not just gone, but dangerous. I didn't know what to do. I wanted to scream. I was terrified of attracting the zombie's attention, so I stayed frozen in place. After she passed, I realized how tightly I had been gripping the curtain, and I let it go. I also realized that I had been holding my breath, and I let that go, too. I stood still until panic left me and I could think clearly. What was I going to tell my kids? But somehow I managed to. Somehow we packed what we thought we would need, like we were packing for a week of vacation, and we got in the car. We didn't encounter any more zombies that day. I drove to my sister's house here in Deerfield. I told her what I had seen, but they already knew. They had seen something similar. The neighbors were building up the fences already. We're lucky. We've been in Deerfield since the beginning. We haven't had it rough like so many have. I've been able to protect my kids. I encourage listeners to find a community to join because despite some challenges, it has been a good experience for us. At least as good as it can be in today's world. Thank you, Rachel, for sharing the story of your first zombie encounter with us. Until tomorrow, this is Mercury, a broadcast of hope. Take care of each other.